Got to turn my mic on. <laughs> We're back. That damn basketball show before us. He pulls out all the wires. I don't know what to push. <laughs> show number 82. Derek Brandeo on text. Sammy, our trusted producer, is here today. And we welcome back in the fold, Justin Bourne. Justin, of course, this past weekend, uh, memorial services for your father-in-law and our hockey hero, Clark Gillies. And I'm sure somewhere Clark was looking uh, down and with a big smile on his face. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he brought the weather. He's a, a big snowmobile guy up in Vermont. That's his thing. These guys who go on these long snowmobile tours, and that's where... Uh, Clark will, his ashes will end up, but he, uh, the day of his services, it was just a complete fitting snowstorm. He brought the moose jaw. He brought the Vermont to Long Island. Um, it was a, it was a really special time. Um, you know, the thanks to the hockey community and all the support from everyone who's reached out. God, I've heard from so many people and I can't tell you how much, how meaningful it's been. You know, we, we show up at that service kipper and it's just like, I mean, Hockey royalty coming through there to to pay tribute to Clark. Uh, Bill Guerin showed up. You know, the Wild had their game canceled that day. Um, the Islanders were great. John Ledecky owns a team. He came through. Uh, Lamorello and Trotz and a, you know at least a dozen of the Islanders. Martin Nelson, Sezikas, all those guys. So big thanks to everyone for all the support. It was a uh, it was a special, a difficult week, but um, you know great to see everyone come together. We're happy to have you back. Of course, Gord Stellick was in. Yes, and, electricity. Uh, oh, and I'm telling you, when, when he wasn't nodding off, he was fantastic. <laughs> really. Did, were you able to keep him engaged? Well, to be fair to him, he has his morning show on, uh, on Sirius. Yeah. And he's up, I think, uh, 3.30 in the morning, 4 o'clock. <sighs> and then he would do that for like five hours. I don't know how long they, they drain him. Sure. And then... <laughs> He found his way in here, and it'd be like three. You, you know, we're on the air live, eh? At three p.m. <laughs> Eastern, and it, oh yeah, yeah. I'm just, uh, I'll be there. But he he does like twice, two days in a row. He does seven to eleven on Sirius XM. He came in here, did real Kipper and Born from three to five, then does Leafs pre and post and the intermissions on the game. So he's on talking about hockey for however many hours per yeah. day. Workhorse, well, pros, pro. This is why he's he drives slow, Kipper, is he's just milking the minutes of silence <laughs> yeah. between speaking engagements. It all makes sense now. <laughs> I told him. It's the opposite when you get older. You slow things down. You do less, no. not more. Cranking it. Well, I, I owe him a thanks and some, I don't know, a box of doggy poop bags or whatever it is that Gord <laughs> covets most. I got to get him a lifetime uh, pass to, what is it, Pioneer Village, wherever he was last time. <laughs> I yes. owe you, Gord. Love you. Yeah, we do love him, and, and we're thankful that he was here. Uh, but we're glad, again, to have you back. And it's coming off, uh, I don't know, guys, maybe the easiest win of the year. And they were good last night, and they were good for Jack. And Sheldon's happy. They got a nice break. Uh, but, man, I I watched that Devils team, and I'm like, who wants to start their all-star weekend faster than this group of guys? <laughs> well, it's funny because you always think of being on teams where you go and give that lackluster performance for the all-star break and your coach is going, you know, giving it to you. But I guess sometimes there's two teams out there and the Devils were the team that fully took it off. I mean, they were terrible, Kipper. I found that hard to watch. I'll be honest. 
That uh, was I, I, I thought they humiliated themselves. It was really embarrassing. I, I don't know how you ask people to come back and watch that. Like what? Like what is Damon Severson up to? Out of the between the third period of the Monday night game and the first period of that Tuesday night game, the guy which team was he on? We had Ken Danico on uh, to tee up uh, the back to back, and he. He said he was one of their best defensemen all year. Well, and he has been, I, at least statistically. I don't watch them play that often. But. Woo! Like, the, <laughs> the shorthanded two-on-one. Oh, my. I've, Did you guys I, kill I, that no, yesterday no, no. or what? I, like, I've been around the game a long time. <laughs> you can't play that any worse. It was as if he got out of the way on purpose. I know. Like, Didn't I, you tweet something? I, I tweeted, like, is he, like, a point-shaving thing, like... If you were trying to affect the play, you couldn't do worse than that. If he was on the Leafs, the goaltender would have at least known he had to cover across the whole net. He, he'd he have been better for the Devils had he been on the Leafs and it were a 3-on-0. It was that bad. So I don't know. In the next game, he gets his pocket picked by Matthews. He gets walked the, for another breakaway. It wasn't even pocket picked. Matthews just like kind of put one little slash on his stick, took the puck, bing in front of the net. He's taking his... He's trying to fix his visor. His helmet's covering his eyes. I mean, it was a disaster. We need to know his all-star plans. Like, what is he? Is he already in Aruba or something? And isn't he a guy that when we were, you know, a couple weeks ago starting to talk about guys that could potentially have the Leafs looking at as a a guy that they maybe to fill in on the back end? He was the guy we chatted about. We're not saying he's a bad player. I did. I dropped his name. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know if you could have a worse two-game audition to for another team. Maybe he's driving down the value a little bit, but, boy, he he tough, stood tough out. Goal. And I, I think their whole decor in general kind of stood out. It's just, like, they got some some guys up front that are somewhat exciting and maybe a good core. Like, I like that Hughes. He sure shows some flashes. You know, that Brat's okay. But, but the I mean, PK but, just looks odd. Like, they really are going through it defensively. Look at where those shots came from. Uh, you think of where Matthew shot from. Dead in the slot, standing still. Camp, dead in the slot, nearly standing still. Engvall gets a shot from. Dead in the slot. Like, the D were, were right on top of the goaltender. Like, did they not know they were allowed to take a couple steps up to the hash marks? And I, I got to wonder where PK's head is at right now because he, he, he played like he was dejected just in terms of his energy or the ability now to go out there and, and have some sort of pace for New Jersey, it, it, it looks like it's just gone. It, like, so it's almost Does he as have if the pace the, the, the spirit's gone. Yeah. Well, you know, we... And would it change, help him one more, one more time? Somewhere like, else. Has, has the game fallen off that much for P.K. Subban? Yeah, I don't know. He's still got the talent, right? We know what he can do with the stick. We know he can be physical. You're right. There is... You wonder if it is engagement if you just feel like you're on a 7th, 8th place team that doesn't have a chance. So let me ask you this about last night because it's it's hard to take have a lot of, you know, hard takeaways from that game when the Leafs just roasted the Devils. But the night before, they had a horrible start. One of their worst starts. That first period they played on, on Monday night was just a train wreck. The, the worst start of the season. It was terrible. And they hung their goalie out to dry. Sure, the goalie didn't give them any saves, I guess. Jack Campbell had in a couple questionable ones, but they hung him out to dry pretty badly. I I did find myself in that first period where they scored four goals, not to get too narrative-y, but I did find that they played... Listen, the Devils stink, but the Leafs played hard in that first period, and they came out with a purpose. And I think part of that could be 
them being like, oh, yeah, we're sorry about that one, Jack, on Monday. And they went out there and they put up four and they gave. Do you guys buy into that or is that too much 100%. of a 100%. Yeah, I do too. 100%. This was, uh, this, this was a, a start for Jack. That's what you saw out of the four nothing. Was that was that we we gotta we gotta fix a wrong here, and we weren't there for Jack, and now we have to be there for Jack. And Jack was good. Uh, Jack looked like he had in the first half of the season, and he didn't need to be spectacular. But the things that we've been accustomed to seeing with rebound control and some calmness and right. was it was all there. And that's how you'd have to sell it to the team. Like, how do you get them motivated to play the same team back-to-back nights for the All-Star break? You say, boys, you, look what Jack's done for you all year. You, you know, you owe him for last night. Um, and, and then we have a comment from Keith. Let's play the, the Campbell clip, see what he had to say about him. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he was outstanding. Uh, yeah, and it, it's in a game like this where we score so much, you, you know, you tend to overlook the goaltending part of it. But you go back and look at some of those chances and, some of their looks at zero zero and even you know, one and two nothing when the game still could swing uh, either way, or excuse me, could swing their way. Uh, Jack was was great. Uh, a couple of those saves he made in the second period, or you know, that's that's the Jack um, that's that's played really all season for us like that. You know, when we've played good defense, he's been there. Um, you know, for, to make the saves we need him to make, and then times when we we have breakdowns and give up really good looks. He comes up with game-changing saves. Uh, so I love the way that he battled and responded tonight. Outstanding. Loved. <laughs> Maybe he's a bit Sheldon, Sheldon's very generous <laughs> with those comments. And we've got a few more very generous comments from Sheldon. But it's clear I think Sheldon wanted the boys feeling good before the All-Star break. Uh, but... I think the biggest thing for me was a scheduled start for Mrazek and Sheldon turned around and said, no, we're giving it right back to Jack so Jack can feel good going to the All-Star break. Yeah. I think Sheldon showed Jack a ton of respect. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was a deserved chance to bounce back. And really, he had the opportunity to kind of create a goalie controversy. Like, let's say that he goes with Mrazic and Mrazic gives the same showing, which was very doable because he wasn't tested all that much. All of a sudden you, you kind of make people go, boy, we're sitting in the all-star break. Who's the guy? Are they going to split games? I don't know. He just, he took the opportunity for a storyline and drama out of the equation. Campbell answered the bell, but yeah, I, I did think that a lot of what Sheldon had to say there was like, let's big this guy up and get him feeling good about himself. Going to the all-star break, you know, back with the same mojo he had in the first part of the season. I love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of love without a doubt Derek nice drop in and the offense like if you're in New Jersey and you don't want to get in the face of the Toronto Maple Leafs like the Rangers did a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and clearly you don't have that lineup it's it's clear no the Leafs uh New Jersey albeit Nico Hischer and and Jack Hughes they, they only want to beat you one way too they want to dance around and shake and bake and three sixties. And it's like, yeah, if you want to no. criticize the Leafs construction, right. Check out what New Jersey is They're They're, are they not, uh, heavy into the analytics as well? They are. Well, yeah. 
they, they got people. Right? Yeah. That's a who, thing. Who's their Most big teams are. Tyler Dello is who you're thinking of. That's oh, really? who I'm thinking yeah. of. He, he works for the Devils. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and time, time to kind of revisit. Oh, I'm a Dello guy. I'm Team are Dello. You? I love Dello. Yeah. You like that team? You 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 like the I team that uh, the, his <laughs> analytics put together? I do not like the team. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you know I I don't know if you're able to replace a part or two here. It's like ask me about each one of these players. I'm like yeah, I like that guy fine. <laughs> <laughs> put them all together, <laughs> and you're you're embarrassed. Well, they are on their sixth string tendy. They got to have Dougie six, Hamilton. Like they, got, they, they listen. They they had some VCs injuries. on the second line. They must have some injuries going on. I saw no fight, guys. Nah. I saw no fight, no they battle, no suck. nothing. They just Tatar and just... Zaka and Hughes and Bratt and Sharon Govich. It's a lot of offense. I know. Which means that you're going to get lit up like a Christmas tree against the likes of Marner and Matthews. Yeah, I mean those guys are tough to come by, and I got to believe that this year part of the greater plan is to get another player or two in the draft here. Sammy, let's pull up their cap friendly. What do they got for picks coming up? Is it, they're surely they're not trying to to win this season as a goal. I'm they're they're last in the yeah they're last in the East right now. So I I think they're playing for something, Kipper, and it's not the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, time to get a little heavy though. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna need some some bodies. You're right. Watching that uh, the changes that Rangers team made and where they are in the standing, it, it is a pretty clear difference in in lineup construction. Who needs an all-star break less than Mitch Marner right now, guys? He should just be playing every night. My goodness. (laughs) He and Mitch has turned himself into a cookie monster. He deserved, he earned his cookies. And I I will say it's welcome because he is the least of the cookie monsters and the only way you get rewarded is if you shoot the puck. And if there is a little bit more selfishness in his game, it's welcome. Yeah. Because he is now putting up some numbers. You know, though, I, I heard him say, oh, I'm shooting the puck more. I hear you say, I'm shooting the puck more. He's shooting the puck more. Is he? Like, I don't even mean statistically. I, like, he just, I'm, I see him in good spots. That's he, what I was going to say. He's getting a shot at spots from like, he's yeah. closer to the net. He, all where he's scoring from, he's in better positions closer to the net than where he was shooting from before. And yeah. it's not just on the power play where he's shooting from the Like, he's really getting into the right areas to shoot. And, you know, you don't want to say get into the dirty areas. I don't want to get too hockey here. But he really is. You look at where he's scored from. The one he scored last night, the first one was a, him going to the front of the net. Matthew set it up. It was, uh, it was, I was really impressed with how he's looked. I mean... In the last seven games in the league, he's a top scorer. He's got 16 points in his last seven games. Like he is the he is the hottest guy in the league right now. I think when you look at their lineup, he's taken it upon himself to be the number one playmaker on the team. Because Matthews yeah. is a shooter, Nylander's a shooter, Tavares likes his net front presence on his uh, redirects and his uh, rebounds. I think he's just. The pressure that he's felt in the last uh, maybe year, year and a half to find Matthews has been there. Yeah. I think now there's less of that, that he now knows that I can get into good positions, better ones than probably we've seen, and I can get I, – I can shoot the puck maybe not as hard as others, according to Austin Matthews. <laughs> Let's listen to Austin Matthews talk about Mitch Marner and, and just maybe – Listen carefully for a backhanded compliment, maybe. Maybe. Let's have a listen. Um, yeah, I mean, he's uh, 
he's sort of so deceptive. So when he when he's got the puck, I mean, I think a lot of people kind of just anticipate him on uh, passing it sometimes. And um, I mean, you've seen it the last couple of games, him being able to beat the goaltender clean. And um, I mean, he's got a great great shot. Um, I might need to get a little more juice on it, but uh, you can. Uh, he's definitely really accurate, and like I said, he's extremely deceptive and uh, can catch the uh, the goalie or the defenseman or whoever's kind of uh, defending him off guard sometimes. Might need to get a little bit more juice on You're it. You the juice, huh? <laughs> Sammy, did he just call Mitch Marner's shot a muffin? Yeah, he kind of did. He like, just threw and, it in there with a comma. And, like, just like, ah, I might need to get more juice on it. And the, the other is a good shot. The funny part about it is I was watching the postgame stuff on Zoom for Leafs Nation postgame, recording it, getting it ready for Gordo and, and Gunner, and he said it, and he just deadpan. No smile, no... No, like, I'm joking. No, like, he just legitimately threw his shot under the bus and didn't smile or anything. And probably went back to him out the room and was like, hey, wait and listen to what I said yeah. about your shot. I think he's waiting for, like, the cutesy laugh from the media. He's waiting to go tell Mitch, like, uh, you know, they're buds, which is good. But there's definitely, that's that's funny. I think I mean, Matt, he's, he's gone, he's gone, funny. right? Yeah, I don't think that, yeah, I, I think it's harder to get, like, the, the athlete laugh when it's the Zoom era. Because yeah. usually when these guys make the slightest joke, it's like George Carlin made a joke that everybody's <laughs> laughing so hard. But it's it's t- it's tougher in the Zoom era, I think. So he's what uh, three points behind, like Tavares and Nylander, in scoring, and he's played nine less games, I think. He's starting to climb. The old points per game are back up to where you would expect from him, or getting close to that realm anyway. How about old and, and old closing in on four hundred as well. Is right? he? Yeah. Sammy? He is. Uh, old, old Tavares, there. Just, the, they're he, down f- or up four, and he's slamming a stick on the ice. or just looking frustrated. Couldn't get a cookie last night himself. That was a uh, fitting hunger. No, I no, no, no. Like, come on. 7-1. Six-string Pendy. And Tavares and Nylander are minus one. Bagels. <laughs> no, they weren't, were they? Oh, yeah. oh I didn't know they were cash last <laughs> night. How can you be minus one in a 7-1 win? That's the that's the thing you don't see behind the scenes for a pro hockey team is the guys who are pissy after a, a win because they didn't get it. They weren't a part of the uh, I, I will tell you this. As, as, as one of the guys that was always on the other side of that, Yeah. be careful with that. Oh, yeah? That's such a fine line yeah. between... Okay, we understand your job is to score, and you like your cookies, but where are your don't, priorities? Don't don't be don't be showing too much of that disappointment when we just won seven one. It's big in the minors, like in the AHL. Okay. When you look around the room, guys don't care if the team wins, right? I you know, a guy like Kasperi Kapanen playing for the Marlies. I remember yes. a game or two where we win five spit, and he gets nothing. Yes, you know throwing his gear around after the game you guys look at that and go okay well we know you know where your priorities lie yeah and it's a bad luck. They, they've got they've got guys that are paid to to produce and at the end of the year they want to see their numbers where the can justify their salaries or asking for a raise yeah but this is one of those years where at the end of the day, if your your numbers aren't quite where they should be, it won't matter. No, what will matter is what will matter is how many rounds you win in the playoffs, and then you could focus on your numbers there. Just out of curiosity, is there a point where we get to care that the Leafs are awesome? 
Like, it's been this thing, like, no, playoffs, playoffs. I think the best winning percentage in franchise history. Is that franchise history good? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're in a pandemic. (laughs) So the hockey doesn't count? Fifth string goalie. Some teams had, like, 12 guys. Some of them. It's been a weird year. If you discount the value of this hockey, we're going under. I I don't. (laughs) We also have a team where there's the haves and the have-nots. We saw a team with the haves against a team with the have-nots last night. Yeah. The okay. Eastern Conference like, is so clear who's good and who isn't. Eight teams are good. Eight, so, eight aren't. I mean, there, there are opportunities, JB, to go out there and just beat up on the weak and pad your stats and maybe look like you're having this great regular season and it doesn't really mean anything because we've got the Super League of the NHL and then we got Division Two. <laughs> we've we've had this conversation before. Yeah. This back-to-back with New Jersey, I'm sorry. Other than make the guys feel good about padding their stats. Again, didn't learn anything. Didn't learn anything. No, nothing. Didn't didn't do anything to prepare you. I saw I saw an article today. I'm like, hey, maybe Rasmus Sandin is ready for more or whatever. It's like, because of these games? Well, they did beat some good teams here, fellas. No, like, no, it, no, no, I'd say no, they haven't this year. I know, but, but like, recent games. in this last stretch, I mean, they beat they beat uh, Vegas. They beat the Blues. They beat Anaheim. Mm. They beat like, beat some teams that are decent. But uh, listen, they St. Had, St. Louis missing key guys. Yeah, but they've no had Pareko. a... I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. COVID. Uh-huh. Nah. Uh, That's where you can look it's there. It's COVID for everyone, Kipper. The yeah. other guys have it. It's a round two. Where, where does it hurt the Leafs? The Leafs had the best COVID schedule in, in regular season by far. Lucky. They have been lucky. By far. And then your uh, New York Islanders were devastated. devastated. No. And they didn't have they didn't have the smarts. I'm sorry, Lou. You didn't have the smarts to go up to the league and say, we ain't playing. I'm sorry. We're not playing. Boston did that. Mm-hmm. Other teams did that. So, it's a factor in this it regular is a season. It's a factor. There's no doubt. And they have been on the right side of lucky in that regard, too. It, it is clear as day. But it, it, Go ahead, Sammy. I, I am a... I'm as critical as it comes sometimes. I know I can be a fanboy. But not as critical side. as me. I know. <laughs> but you're, you're, you're not far off. But I do think it's fair to not necessarily get overly excited about how good the Leafs look. Really? Because they do have had amazing regular seasons in the past. You know, like in last year, obviously it, it was a weird year, and we all know what happened with that. The year before that, it was the weird Babs getting fired thing, Keith coming in. Anyways, they've had great regular seasons where they've, where they've flamed out in the first round. I think it's fair, but to Borny's side... This team feels better than those teams. So this team is on pace to be the best team, regular season team in franchise history, point wise. I think the best team ever in Leafs history is 105 points. This team's on a 118 point pace at the moment, and they could be finishing third in their division. By the way, and we would care about the hockey if they were on pace for 82 points. It would tell us something, correct? Right? So I think we can big time care about how good they've been. And listen, they may you, go you gotta down as one here. of the best regular season. And uh, Leaf teams in history. I see your point. Don't yeah, okay. you're like way to go, and that's great. It would count that they had a great regular season, is what you're saying. And you've got how many teams in the East to beat up on? Eight. How many Division Two? How about this? Teams? Right now, the last team in a wild card spot in the East is Boston, six forty winning percentage. The next best winning percentage below that is five hundred. 
No one's even close. Eight teams and eight teams. So, below. so um, tell me where parity is again when eight right teams point. <laughs> when eight teams are out of the playoffs at the end of November. Like, ex- explain to me where parity is. I guess Arizona beat Colorado last night, <laughs> didn't they? Yeah, they did. But there's six of the top ten teams in the NHL in the Eastern Conference, right? I can't. Yeah, the, just... the, the other side, actually, you know what? I guess a better answer is parity is for the eighth seed in the West. You have about, I don't know, six teams who could be the eighth seed in the West. Other than that, the other seven teams are locked, basically. And I shouldn't say that. LA is still four. We know where the Leafs' deficiencies are. And we don't believe for one second that they can truly go deep unless some things try to get corrected here. i.e. more depth on the blue line. So I got to think that this has been something that Kyle and Brendan Shanahan have been working on for months. I expect something big. There's Ben Hutton for a fifth round two. You want another one of those? Might go a little deeper than that. Yeah, better than Ben Hutton, huh? And uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see something packaged as well. Like actual players that play for the team this year. I, I, I think this team's... Need something like that. Bodies out, huh? Yeah. Nick Ritchie, or you mean like more valued contributors? Uh, yeah, you're, you're going to have to give up a, a first rounder and a prospect. And, you know, I'm looking for something multiple yeah. out of the Leafs on, on Josh something Manson. big. And someone. Yeah. I'm digging. I'm, I'm just no, digging here. No, folks. I'm, Listen, I'm, Kimber I'm with walks you. around the Sportsnet studios on, on his phone, and we're, Sam and I just try to get close <laughs> to hear the rumors. But, uh, yeah. That's what I think that okay. uh, between now and what do we have? Under seven weeks, just around six and a half. Uh, between March uh, 21st. March 21st. Yeah. But at least they can go to take their breaks. Once again, another one. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. We got a little break coming up right. and then no more breaks. Hope One. that Jack doesn't pull a groin this weekend Just on, 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 the, on the million breakaways he's going to see, Sammy. So, Gordo got super mad at Kipper yesterday because he was talking about how going to the All-Star game for a goalie just sucks. How does it not suck? What, did Gord have a defense for that? What yeah. would be a possible bright spot? Because he was saying, this, "Oh, it's great. You get to go to the game, and you, you know you're part of the you're part of the said, festivities." No downside. There's no downside. Like, I'll show you seven. <laughs> you know, go, go out there and get lit up, and you know you're half cold and in and out of these events. You can't give your best. Goalie, here's a secret about goaltending: no one likes to do it. You, have you ever been in practice with a goaltender? The second it's over, they're out of the net. You ask a guy to take extra shots; ninety-five percent of them laugh at you. You know, it's it's. All these guys, you have a shinny game, they're dying to get their That's gear true. on to play out. One of the skates I play in, it's over when the goalie's like, ah, we're done. Yeah. He just, he leaves. It's like, okay, well, I guess we're done now. So yeah. it's it's kind of the thing. And there was probably a few people out there that enjoyed Campbell's play go down a little bit. So his ask on a new contract oh. to come down to earth as well. But I, to a I, reasonable I, number? I, I don't see it. I, I, Still think he's no different than any other capable uh, tender out there that could have a bad game or a bad week. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, every time a guy has, you know, we overreact here because that's what we do. And every time a guy has a bad stretch, 
we're going to point it out. But yeah, everyone has a couple throughout the season. He's had a couple. He's still you know, got a 925 save percentage. So uh, I'm fairly confident that his uh, season so far is going to be deemed a massive success and going to cost the Leafs a boatload of money. As a friend who is very nearby says, all the money. What up, Stu? <laughs> that's that's the Stewie standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one person who has been worth their money lately, Kipper, Pierre Engvall. Uh, not, you know, he's made a big difference when he gets to play on that fourth line. It looks like a different fourth line to me. Um, gets on last night. Keith had some high praise. Why don't we tune into Keith's comments and more love chat on him? More a little, love, a little more love from uh, friendly coach Keith last night. For sure. I mean, Spaz in particular, good to see him get on the board. You know, but that line has has been better for us the last little bit. I didn't think they were as good last night. Um, but you know, I look at uh, the last last you know tonight, and then like you know, few games here now they've been they've been good. I think Engvall's presence down there really helps that line. Uh, and, you know, just with his his pace and the way he can get on top of pucks and. Um, the way that he can get back and, and defend and get back above the puck, like all those things really help that line. Engvall should just take the audio right now and uh, start negotiating a new deal with it. <laughs> Do you remember when you said this? It's funny. Just is... keep in your back pocket when he rips on you next time and just press play and go, you remember this? Speaking of some people have bad games, some people have good games. No person makes Sheldon Keefe go in a, a pendulum more than Engvall. Loves him, hate him, loves him, hate him. Just like a, a wonky relationship. But I think Engvall has established himself as a more consistent force this year for them. Wherever he, you put him, the third line's better, fourth line's better. Uh, in on the forecheck, his bad games aren't as bad. Not going the wrong way as much. I don't know. I he, thought he's been pretty good. That's what I was going to say. I'm, you just said it before I did there. But I don't know if someone talked to him or someone got in his ear or someone he finally listened to the message. But he doesn't. He goes north so much better than he was, you know, even earlier this year or last year, where he would get the puck out of his own zone with momentum, and he would do that, stop and turn back toward his own zone, which drive you insane, especially if you're a coach. He's got such great speed. He's got such great ability, sorry, to go through the neutral zone. Going back never. But he... On the percentages? You don't do it. That's where you should have analytics drop. When, When forwards go back into their own zone or... Yeah, neutral zone. Help us. You should see the turnover rate on that. Oh, it's gross. And not to mention, you know, you have to know where you are in the lineup. What kind? What does the the team expect of you? And for Pierre Engvall, being a good third fourth liner is exactly what they want him to be. It's one thing if they want him to be Mitch Marner, but they don't. Right? Expectations are different. I wish he just had a little bit more edge. Oh, just a just a touch sliver. If you were to rank, he's a big strong guy. And he's fast. Yes. And he's solid. Have you ever seen him on the ice? Like, never. Never got his snow on his jersey. If he would hit some guy. 6'5", 215, Pierre Engvall. He, honest to God, if he threw two hits per game, two more hits per game, he's probably a $3 million player. So, like, that's his own money he's costing like, himself. He, he's not got, running into guys. He's he only got, plays 12 minutes a night. He's he, got the cardio. He, he's got, like, uh, uh, Chris Kreider kind of, yeah. you know, build and and – Feel and look, uh, but he's just Ryder's got a little more hockey sense, and a lot more, a few more tools, yeah, and a better toolbox. Yeah, so the, the toolbox is a bit of a thing. Um, I saw a tweet today that if you're a Habs fan, probably doesn't make you too thrilled, but uh, it's a fun fact that Pierre Engvall, who is making 1.25 million for one year, has more points than Christian Dvorak and Josh Anderson 
Christian Dvorak makes four point five million for four years. Josh Anderson five point five for six. Or Montreal, yeah. Engvall has seven goals and ten uh, assists, seventeen, 17 points. points. Yep. Like, that's not nothing for a guy down there. What was the uh, same as Kasha? What was the picture your mom sent you? <laughs> oh yeah, she emailed me a, a photo of a picture of the Titanic and the Hab logo and said, "What do these two things have in common? They're both at the bottom of the Atlantic." So. <laughs> Little verbal meme there yeah, for you. Yeah. Verbal memes. Wow. That should be a Te- portion of our show. Sam explains. Te- technically, memes. she's wrong because one of them uh, disintegrated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which is the question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but Engvall does make a big difference down there. Um, anyone else? Uh, else? Uh, you know, in my absence, that that we missed discussing, Bunting had a hat trick. Um, do we feel yeah. like, are, are you happier now? I know you had some issue with, not some issue, no. but just, he, he doesn't have the... Listen, they're, they're a hotline. They're, they're, they're going. We had a great conversation uh, uh, yesterday with Darcy Tucker as well, and if uh, you didn't catch that, uh, go back to uh, download it on, on your podcast. Uh, and he acknowledges basically the same thing that I, I see, and that is that the game's changed so much that he can still have success without, again, having a, a, a big edge mm-hmm. that you probably would like a little bit. The only thing I worry about bunting from here on in is, is the consistency that would come and the ask of showing up every night still and being in a position to bring that type of energy every night. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, a, it's still a big ask. He's he's doing a great job. Yeah. But he's not the biggest, strongest guy. And will will he wear down? Mm-hmm. Especially in the back half and once the playoffs start. Drew another penalty last night. Up he to did. 20, up to 26. You know, what? one of the things, he recently had a line um, about playing with Matthews and how it makes him want to be better every game. Because he says, you look at the work Matthews puts in after practice, shooting extra pucks. You know, Bunting, I had heard something about him not ha- having fully committed to the fitness and the practice and the gym and all those sort of things that to take it to the next level. If even if he's in a situation on this team and he looks around and goes, boy, it takes more to be at this level. Like, he feels like a guy who could have something untapped. Like, this could be real, that he's an actual top six guy. And, you know, obviously he settled in nicely in one of the sweetest spots in the NHL playing alongside Matthews. But uh, this doesn't feel like a flash in the pan to me. I, I think he's found something. Well, he, what's been clear, even from his days in Arizona, is he has a knack for, knack. for being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, and it's not like he's be. bowling over people or, or running them over. He just finds his space. He gets in. He gets out. Good and timing. if he turns the right way, he can draw a penalty. He can make himself a nuisance. I, so many positives yeah. there. Yeah, no, he, the, his timing's incredible. He knows where to get in and out of the crease. And, you know, one of those greasy guys that never lives there, he doesn't get in the physical battles. He just pops through when and, he needs to. And just before we go and get Stewie, just a couple of them, he should he didn't get an assist on him yesterday, but he was on the boards battling for him while the puck came out. And I, I, I really think that he's found his way on that line, obviously. The, the, the only thing that will be regretful for him so far this season is why the hell did we give the Leafs another year at <laughs> yes. 9.50? Uh, every day, he must be laying in bed staring at the ceiling. This this could cost him millions. Probably millions. two or three at least. No, maybe 15. Oh, I see. If, yeah. yeah, you're right. You come off this year and say, what are we doing? Look around the league. What did that guy get? What did I just do? 
he could have been looking at uh, a nice, healthy bump up next year on a four, four, by four five, four by three, five, five years, six years. He comes back next year, maybe pulls back a little bit, and he just he loses all of that momentum. I've always been fascinated it's, by like, who's it's the player huge. who. It's a huge. Uh, Miss. Yeah. Like, who's the player who cost themselves the most money with bad contracts over their career? Like, McKinnon's been making $6 million for, like, four years. Something like that. Like, you wonder who's the most underpaid of all time. Anyway, we can have that conversation another day. All right. We're going to take a break, Sammy. Let's do it. Let's get this. All right. Anthony Stewart's in studio. He, of course, is on tonight uh, on uh, Wednesday Night Hockey with you, Justin. Uh, what do we have tonight? Edmonton and Wash? Yep, Capitals, Oilers. Okay, we'll have Anthony Stewart after the break. You're listening to Real Kipper and Bourne, who's back. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The, the Jeff, Jeff Merrick Show. Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne. Let's welcome in Anthony Stewart, former NHLer, current Sportsnet analyst in studio. Ooh. Which is kind of nice. Feels special. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm looking at the depth chart here. Where's my boy Spez at? Where's he at? We should have seen old one. Brett Sini is currently <laughs> holding this, down this his is spot. Mr. Sini. This is this is <laughs> JB's board that uh I assigned it to Gord Stellick when okay. he was gone, yeah. yeah, and he was half asleep the whole time. So okay. uh, it's still the it's two weeks old. This oh. lineup. Just <laughs> <laughs> say a couple of maintenance days, or they're going to the break. These are the lines when they come back from their break. I yeah, guess. yeah. So how are things going? Last time I saw you, you were freezing your ass off uh, oh. outdoor hockey day in Canada. Uh, but overall, uh, uh, a great experience, I'm sure. It was great. It was great just seeing those kids' faces in minus 25 degree weather, just out there braving the cold and. You know, kudos to Ron McLean who took pictures with so many kids, and he loves being out there. What I'm saying, it's it's not a job for him. So I just really appreciate him bringing some light and shedding some light onto Scarborough, Ontario. It's a very underrated hockey city, uh, <laughs> but it was it. great, and it it, uh, it uh, ended well, especially with uh, Scarborough's own Michael Bunting scoring a hat trick to cap off the day. But it was a great day, amazing event for uh, the kids. And I'm proud to call Scarborough my home. Yeah, that's awesome. That is really fitting that I didn't even put the Scarborough connection there, too. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, your charity, Hockey Equality. What, uh, what, what do you got going on? Uh, Black History Month. And, um, you know, like I said, we got four weeks ahead. Yeah, we're coming on the year anniversary of a Hockey Equality. It's a nonprofit that I started with my wife, Shante, last year. And, you know, we're just on the ground. We're an action-based charity where... We're now, you know, directly impacting the community directly. If you need helmets, call us. You need skates, call us. If you need uh, resources for registration and training. So we have some uh, pretty uh, interesting uh, collaborations and partnerships. We've recently partnered with the National Hockey League, and it's been great that they've been recognizing the work that we've been doing. Uh, we'll be collaborating with the GTHL. They've been, uh, you know, helping us out a lot with some of the stuff that we're trying to do. So it's great just to give back to the community because people don't understand. People thought that I made the National Hockey League and my brother because we were good players. No, no, no. We had people in the community going above and beyond to make sure that we had what we need, not just because we're good hockey players, but good people as well. And Stewie, uh, Willie O'Ree received a Congressional Gold Medal uh, for his contributions, uh, inclusion, recreational opportunities. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. And there's a lot of work going behind the scenes. And my agent, Eustace King, 
he really pedaled hard to make sure that this happened and he gets yeah. recognized and you know, I always think of my plight and I always look back at my career and I'm always like, man, I could have had a better career. This, uh, it, it was bad, this, that, and the other. But I'm like, it's nothing compared to the likes and plight of Willie O'Ree and, you know, Herbert Carnegie. And you look at guys like Mike Marson and even Val James. So when you look at the plight of different people, look back at those guys. They need their recognition. You're talking about the Leafs right now. They should be recognizing Val James every single night. He yeah. was tough. Ever have a chance to talk to Mike Stuthers about how tough Val James was? This guy. Oh, needs I played to be... against him. Val James. Yeah. Did you fight? Did you fight him or no? You looked the other way. Looked for your wallet. Because <laughs> from what I heard, he would he had beat you up on the way to beating somebody else up. Like he was. The, uh, yeah. the, the rare night uh, was one of the fastest on the ice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little extra motivation, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's great, Stewie. Well, congrats on all that great work. Um, well, we'll take it over to the to your Toronto Maple Leafs here, unless you had something else. No, there, no, no, no. Just uh, you know, his thoughts uh, going into the All Star break on where the Leafs are and how close are they? Well, I, I think you have a little bit of a, a better feeling about this group than years past. And JB, we sat on yeah. the program before talking. You know, oh, they need this, they need that, but. It just seems that they got their act together this year. Yeah, you can talk about the blown leads. You can talk about, but they have depth. They have depth, and it's not just one or two guys getting it done every single night. And say what you want about the contracts that Dubas brought in. He's hit a lot of home runs. Camp, uh, Kasha, Michael Bunting. And you're talking about Bunting. I would have signed a five-year deal if I was Bunting, not just one year. <laughs> but uh, just the guys that brought in that filled a specific need in doing their job. So I think this group now, they have the depth. They have to add a couple more pieces. But um, you just have that um, sense of they're the real deal this year. And you're looking at Austin Matthews scoring some big goals. And I want to talk about Marner as well. And I don't think there's an appreciation in this market for the work that he's been doing now this last, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks. He's playing some great, great hockey, oh, yeah. playing it in a real clip. And, you know, we're talking about the Huberdos and the top wingers in the league. He is that. So I know people say you got to do it in the playoffs, but a lot of these guys now are the real deal, and you got to give them their flowers right now while you get to watch them. Do you think uh, even, even the media doesn't give Marner? They don't. The, uh, no, it, it's, no. But it's all Matthews. I mean, on, a, on a, any given night, the attention that Matthews gets, and I'm not saying it's not warranted. He's one of the best goal scorers on the planet right yep. now. We get all of that. But when you compare the split – it, it's not it's not 60 40 i'm not even sure if it's 70 30 yep. but yeah. matt for whatever reason marner uh does not come anywhere near the attention that i think you speak of right now Yeah, and you know now that i'm done playing i never paid enough attention to the details but now that i watch he does those little things right like you know, Berkey was on this program. Well, we don't want the guys blocking shots. Only the grunts got up. He's blocking shots. On yeah, the penalty yeah. kill. And <laughs> I was a mid-level guy, and I'm like, I'm not blocking the shots. Get the shot on Ed Oveshkin. I don't care. But he's doing those little details, sticking the lane, going to the net, jumping off the faceoff and making sure he's getting to the net. So just those little things, good sticks, good angles. You just have an appreciation for the beauty of the game that he brings and those things that aren't really noticed in a stat a heat map, a spray chart. Yeah. So it's great to see him finally get some recognition, but I don't think it's getting anywhere near to what it should be. And I know, yeah, he's got to do it in the playoffs, but he's putting up some big numbers now. Yeah. Good on Mitch Marner. It does feel all contract related to me. Like it, it feels like how it went down, you know, that he held out a little bit, you know, or, or grinded them for more money that he makes Austin Matthews money. There seems to be like resentment over that for whatever reason. Um, Cause you're right. The, he does deserve more public love and uh, affection, but uh, it, it always seems to come back to that, that money. Um, 
I, I did want to ask you about the the other end of the 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 team there, the defense. What are your thoughts on Sandine and Dermot and Lilligren and the guys at the bottom of their D who right now look like they're going to play real minutes for a team that has Stanley Cup aspirations? Are they going to be a part of it? Well, I really feel for Sandine, but Lilligren specifically because there's so much riding and pressure on this season that they're just thrown right into the mix. Hey, guys, figure it out. Yeah. We're not even giving you a life vest. Every single game is sort of micromanaged and every single shift where – uh, if they have a bad night, Lilligren has a turnover or he's got a bad gap. It's it's on the, not the front page, maybe the third or fourth page of the newspaper where this, I think they should have got this experience last year, right? Yeah. You have to find a way to bring up your young guys and give them experience so when they're ready for these moments, because if they're going on a long run, every one of these mistakes that's highlighted just kills their confidence. And I think that's what makes these guys great players, Sandine and Lilligren. They just got confidence. Sandine's throwing the body. Lilligren's, you know, jumping up in the rush. They're making these little plays, but... You know, as the game and the season gets longer, game 60 to 80, it gets tighter, it gets tougher, it gets heavier. I just wish that they had a little bit more experience because I don't think they're really going to be able to keep up this pace going in to, you know, the last segment of the season. You guys have uh, the Caps and the Oilers tonight on uh, on your game, uh, Wednesday Night Hockey. Uh, the Oilers with a huge win against Montreal, and then they, they lose a point uh, to, to Ottawa. So is Evander Kane enough to get them in the playoffs or is is Ken Holland still got a search to to solidify it well we know the elephant in the room the elephant that ate the elephant that's in the room with the Edmonton <laughs> Oilers and that's Koskinen yeah. and you, you talk about them losing the point and I wasn't a big fan of that overtone overtime goal by Stutzla of that one yeah and that's the right you know you could swear that he's five foot six and not six foot five the way some of these goals are going in he's just not playing big he's getting beat top shelf by the ears all the time and uh, I know he was not a number one goaltender when they brought him into Edmonton, but again, you got to play better. And and some guys, when the limelight's on them, they they sort of take a step back. I was a guy I wished I wished the team wasn't doing well so I can get an opportunity. So I think with the Oilers, they got to find a way to get a goaltender. And I'm just surprised they didn't really address it in the offseason. You had Mike Smith, who's in the back nine of his career with some injury problems. I'm surprised they didn't go in and bring somebody that can really do the job because I think they're a goaltender away from making a run this year. Yeah, it feels like they just, like, musical chairs lost out on everyone, didn't they? Weren't they in on Markstrom until the final? Yeah, they were. And just, yeah, yeah. nothing quite Imagine if they had Markstrom right now. That would be a different-looking <laughs> hockey team. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a significant loss for them. Um, what are your thoughts on, on what Kane can be for this Oilers team? You know, so far, you know, since he's been on the ice with them, Oilers have outscored their opposition 3-0. Oh, you know, slot shots are better. Everything's been good, you know, since he's been been out there. What are your thoughts on uh, his addition? You know, say what you want. He's he's a game-breaker. Yeah. And his stop-start speed is is on par with anybody, one of the top guys in the league. And he can complement, I think, uh, Connor McDavid every single shift. He can keep up. He can push the pace. And, you know, I used to be one of the faster guys on my team, believe it or not. But he's, he has a different level of speed. And he does it with the puck. And he can complete plays at a high rate of speed. So, you know, he is a game breaker. You saw his 22, 23 goals last year in, in 54 games for the uh, San Jose Sharks. He's a game breaker. But now it's a short period of time. Can he come in and just focus on hockey? Because he is a complimentary piece. He's not a top six forward. He's a top three forward. And he's a difference maker. He's just got to stick to hockey and let his play <laughs> do the talking. And he's on his best behavior. Well, he's got to be. Well, right? you're in Edmonton. What can you do? <laughs> Are they listening right now? Well, uh, nah, it's a Leaf show, probably. <laughs> they're, they're always mad at us. They got casinos there. 
<laughs> I honestly don't even remember. I remember going on the bus, going into the rink, coming out of the rink, onto the bus. That's my Edmonton experience. Yeah. <laughs> and that's his story, and he's sticking to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is Ovechkin not playing tonight? No, haven't you heard? He, he has I a heard. Cu- curiously timed affliction. He drew a second line on his rapid COVID test so he could miss the All-Star game. So he can't play tonight. He has COVID. Wouldn't you want to go to Vegas? But I heard anyways. I heard they're not even allowed to enjoy any of the festivities. They're in a little bubble there from what I've been told. Yeah. Yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, if I'm going to Vegas for the All-Star game instead of sitting at home, I'm, and go- I'm going to see a couple of things. And it's work. For those guys, like they've got them busy. They've got them at appearances. They've got them shootouts. They've got, it's. David Amber's walking around the room with random questions and a camera. It's all. And now you're going to tell me just to sit in my room and wait for you to come and get me. I don't think so. I, I think... That's their story, and they're sticking to it. <laughs> Listen, I, I think they got people who deliver fun in Vegas. I'm sure those, those guys will have a good time. They can't be overly happy not having Ovechkin there, though. No, it's, uh, I don't know. Does the league care? And I, you and I talked about this a little bit off the air, but like, I don't understand why this All-Star game is happening. You're explaining to me it's money, but like, so if it's just money, does it matter who's there? They just owe the sponsors I, a I game, agree with don't that. they? I, uh, just a game? For sure. I, I, I do agree with that, that they would not care one way or another as long as they feel like it can pass the smell test and we don't have to embarrass our our greatest goal scorer in history by suspending him after the all-star break they're yeah. good to go I, I feel the nhl missed an opportunity now to partner with the sponsorship with the metaverse and have a metaverse <laughs> all-star game <laughs> the That's worst gonna, idea you've ever you had. would show up to the metaverse game they said hey here's a hundred grand i wouldn't even know how i used to sit even... on the bench for a hundred grand yeah, playing in right. the metaverse game whatever that you, is yeah i guess i would and um menon Raon. Yeah, did you know this? Men on Realm, the uh, the goaltender is yeah. going to play in the uh, the breakaway contest. Oh, she's yes. playing. Saying, she's going yes. to take her turn. Soon to be NHL. fifty years old. Yeah, and this month she turns fifty. We got to take it easy, or you got to go top shelf. Well, that, this is the question. If you're a shooter, yeah, but I think with the goaltenders, they don't really lose their touch. So I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if she goes and steals the show. I would Sammy not be was surprised. saying he'd go in and just go bar down. I I, I don't know. <laughs> no disrespect here, but. Asking a 50-year-old, forget anything, anyone, does this not scream, we're out of ideas? <laughs> I don't know. I love the uh, 21, the blackjack shooting game they've created. You got to hit the highest hand with the, no, no one. No. I and that's on I'm the strip? It. Yeah. Or it's, it's on, in the fountain? Something like that. I heard they're going to pre-tape that. So uh, I think the players are happy if they can come in and get out real quick here. Fire a couple of pucks at a <laughs> king and an ace and see you later. Sounds all right. But remember the as, St. Louis as, one as that was cheesy, just from the concourse for yeah. no reason? <laughs> as, cheesy, as cheesy as it sounds, it is Vegas, right? So that's the one place that you can try to pull it off. And if Cheese it just absolutely... Cabin. I want to see Dies. the cameras on them going at the tables, you know, putting 5000 on black or something like that, too. Let's get the real experience uh, of Vegas experience you know for some of these guys. send to the All-Star game? I'm not even going to make that joke. That's probably in I got invited. <laughs> I got invited to a blackjack table with Wayne Gretzky, Oof. Rick Tockett, and Kevin Stevens. Similar bankrolls or what? And so, so I... 
I go, I go to the table and it's roped off and Gretz waves me over and he's like, come on, let's play. And I'm looking at my stack of chips and I'm looking at his. Not the same and color? He, he's got colors I've never seen before. <laughs> like the most beautiful rainbow but colors. But that's the worst. I've got, I've got red for five. <laughs> that's the worst playing with the high rollers. Because then no matter whatever move you do, if it messes up their hand, it's oh, all your fault because yeah. they're playing some big, big money. Yeah, I I could, I, there's a, 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 a minimum, right? Which was out of my league. And then Gretz just took my chips, which even further embarrassed me. So he'd have his pile yeah. and then my little red ones on top. <laughs> Just <laughs> like, like, a, like, a, like a cherry on top. Yeah, That's shameful. But it is, I mean, the, it's fun. It's fun to go play. I'm sure the players would enjoy going every other year, but this year is one year where, where it's still a tough sell. The question of whether Ovechkin actually has COVID or not, I'm not going to say he doesn't. Is that a political joke or I don't know? Nope. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Learn to Can steer you fake clear COVID? of those. <laughs> I think he made a comment about three weeks ago when they asked him if he was going to go, and he's like, oh, I'll see how I feel or see how my body is. I think that one kind of <laughs> teed it up. Foreshadowing? I think no, it but I think it'll be good to see some of the young guys there. Zegris is going to be there doing the uh, shootout challenge. So it's going to be interesting to see what he pulls out yeah. of his uh, his bag of tricks here. And I, I keep telling, you know, uh, about the the back and forth with the media with, this, with these trick shots. It's coming, and it's coming in waves, and I was talking about this before. Some of these kids, the moves that they're doing at 14, 15, 16, there's tricks I've never even seen. I can't even fathom. So if you have an issue with some of these moves now, Do you, let I, it go you better game? get out of the game in the next five years because it's going to be coming on the regular where I'm just like, the kids are doing the Michigan on the way to doing the Michigan. Yes. Yeah. There's there's 10-year-olds doing it. Picking it up on like a one-on-one against a guy and just like whipping it from the hash marks. Why not? One-arm Michigan's. It's 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 amazing. Get on the ice and watch some oh, of these kids. It's, Kipper's uh, got his grump on him. Oh, uh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. <And> Tortorella. <laughs> wait, wait, Kipparella. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, hey, hey. Just, just, <laughs> I'm just win. dinosaur. Just, just make sure you win. Yeah, That's all. That's right. <laughs> or, or you're going to be one of those guys that lose seven one. But I got my Michigan goal, so I'm happy. I'm on Instagram. Yeah. Right. Kids today. <laughs> all right i think we got a free stewie oh you're out of here stewie yeah i gotta go i gotta work all right I gotta work you this guys is fun. uh wednesday night hockey you guys do that wonderful segment where people can zoom in calls and ask you what your favorite color is yep. and uh yeah got some good questions today hey, i'm excited get some tougher questions from those fans oh, you know, <laughs> seriously you to hold our feet to the fire over yeah here. Come on. Well, today's not the day to... Solve the salary no. cap. What would you do to solve the... Well, five-year-old Charlie. <laughs> five-year-old Charlie asking the tough questions. Yeah. All right, Stewie. We really appreciate you stopping by, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Stewie. All right. We got uh, Alan May. So we'll get to the bottom of this whole Ovechkin thing because he's, of course, uh, on uh, their coverage on NBC Washington. And we'll get the goods on... On Ovi. Yeah. Did he really test positive or is he going down to South Beach? We're just like, we're totally starting an unfounded rumor. Like, <laughs> he definitely has COVID. I'm just saying, off air, everyone's Listen, raising the eyebrow anyway, is all I'm saying. When's the last, like, positive COVID test in the NHL since this? I, I don't can't even, even know. remember. Uh, so, Do they even test anyone anymore? Oh, that's after the All-Star break. So I, if, if he is tested and it's positive, like, how long does he have to wait? When's the All-Star game over? It's five games. Isolation it's five days, five right? Days, yeah. It's five days. Yeah. He'll be back game, first game. He's missing tonight. So it's the same as it's the same as 
The suspension. As the suspension. It's literally the suspension. It's him being like, I'll miss tonight against the Oilers, which sucks for you guys. You want to see Ovi versus McDavid. That's that's too bad. But then he's like, I, I got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe for I don't care. You can come after me. I don't believe it for one second. What happens, what happens if he's one goal short oh, of Gretzky and then he blows out his knee? <laughs> God forbid. It's all-star game. God and forbid. Like, it's a great record. Yeah, that's exactly. Can I tell you my fresh take on Ovi, his chase for Gretzky's record? Oh, we have a take. Yes. Ovi watch. So I, it's been a running joke how much I hate this discussion. And I can't even understand why I hate it so much. And I realize what it is, Sammy. I hate the will Ovi catch Gretzky discussion because it's not about hockey. Because obviously he's good enough to score those goals. Obviously, if he plays five seasons, four or five seasons, he's going to get there. That will happen. But the question is really, is the world going to get in the way? Is it a pandemic? Is it injury? Is it lockout? It's old the ti- age. Old age. Could, you know, it's the Tiger Woods, will he catch Jack Nicholas debate, but for hockey, because Tiger Woods was good enough. That was never in doubt. So you think you're talking about hockey, just like you think that conversation is about golf, but what stops Tiger Woods is a bad back, is a car accident, mm. is a, you know, a Trans- problem. Transgressions. But, right. but I was I was with David Amber, what, two and a half years ago when this right. this conversation started. Right. And we made all those points. But it's never, this is the thing, though, is it's not a hockey conversation. It's do you think a weird thing is going to stop him or not? And I don't know. Mm. So I feel helpless to I have sh- the conversation. But I'm like, I don't weird, know. It's not a weird thing to think that people get old and they start sucking. <laughs> That's not a weird conversation. Um, I guess, do you think Ovi will start sucking? I don't know. Yes, is that what we're doing? It is. That was a big thing. Am I supposed and, to answer it like I and, assume and he's not, playing five healthy seasons? It, it, it's, it's really down to will uh, Father Time catch up? Will the wear and tear? Uh, will he have a, a key, uh, an injury? Will Backstrom disappear and he'd have to play with, you know, but Travis Boyd? Yeah, it's just so nebulous, all these different uh, concepts. I don't know. I don't know. And this is like Tiger Woods and Ovi are good comparisons because they both made their hay on brute force, right? Like, Tiger lashed at it. Will his back hold up? Ovi smashes it. He runs into people. Will his body hold up? That's, I guess, the conversation. I actually like that parallel, and I'm not sure I've ever heard it made between Tiger and Ovi. Right. I do like that parallel. It's like, can you get well, to this one? I don't it's think not it about is. the sport. It's about life. Yeah, Ovi's not doing but marine training, but it's no, always, I don't think. So. It is, it'll always be the same conversation, and some somehow, some way, there's going to be this hotshot quarterback, and maybe it's Joe Burrows or somebody that... Uh, will be one day linked to Tom Brady. Right. So, I mean, anytime you got this amazing talent chasing at the very top, and that was Tiger with Jack, it, it'll be always parallel. Yeah. We and, had, we and, were, oh, sorry. We were having that conversation with Mahomes and Brady, and then, you know, Brady beat him in the 1-7, and now Mahomes hasn't been in the Super Bowl. He's only got one. So we had that conversation, yeah. and we always kind of want to pre- – I think that's a natural thing in sports, maybe philosophically, like Kipper was alluding to – is to always wanting to compare your Are great, we in the midst of greatness? Of your era of greatness to the the one that set the bar right. for like 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 um, LeBron chasing the all time point record or uh, whoever's chasing Tom Brady now whoever's chasing it's just a natural thing that you do in sports comparing your greatness to past era's greatness. So I think 
where right. we're going to end up with OV, whether uh, whether he catches Gretzky or not, we're going to say, well, he had two lockouts that cost him 120 games, and if he would had those games, and well, if he didn't, you know, whatever comes up over the next that, five years. That, that one game he missed because he faked that he had COVID. <laughs> Baseball writers with uh, oh, don't give me Cal Ripken Jr. Oh. and Lou Gehrig uh, in, in the consecutive streak. Yeah, I thought, right? you, I thought you were going to say baseball writers and, oh, and not letting and, Bonds into the Hall of Fame. That's but, the yeah. dumbest thing ever, by the way. That's a different story for a different day. But yeah. Kipper, do you think they should have Bonds and Clemens and those guys in the Hall of Fame? Uh, what? I don't know. Oh, my God. Okay, I, wait, wait, wait. I, 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 get, I, 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 I get it. I get it. Uh, but somewhere, some way, there's always going to be somebody that's made the example. And they, they yeah. picked those two guys. So the all-time leader... In home runs, the all-time leader in Cy Young awards, and the all-time leader in hits. Yeah. No, none of them are, are none are of them the, are, are the, the examples. Yeah, whatever. I think the the NHL Hall of Fame is sketchy here and there with some things that people get, and then bang, they do that. So yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, but, that's not great. Uh, yeah, I think the think that's a great point by you. Borny about the about the OV thing. I but totally yeah. took us off the rails. No, I like Sorry. it. I like it, and uh, I'm looking forward to that game tonight. I love uh, I love watching the Oilers because they're a beautiful they're a beautiful mess. You know, you get to watch. <laughs> Why you get are to you watch, so pissy? You, you get to watch McDavid, who's unbelievable. Drysidle now the Kane wrinkle thrown into it, who I thought looked kind of good, like kind of looks like a Vander Kane, sketchy goaltending. They're just a fun team to watch. You know what it does for the Oilers is, you know how a lot of coaches want to make forward pairs now, not trios? Yeah. It gives them three Babs pairs. Babs love that. Because you can go Kane with McDavid, uh, Dreisaitl with Pugliarvi, and R&H with Hyman. So they have three good lines, and you kind of fill in the third spot as you like, but it really changes their depth having just one more just guy like that. Sammy, just goalie. loving their misery, eh? Well, listen. I, well, oh, all, you, you've gotten beaten up as a Leaf fan all these years, so it's like now it's payback time. I always, always, always will resent them for winning the Connor McDavid lottery. He, the, the he league, thinks the league should have rigged. The, the, Leafs, the league had the opportunity to do the Sidney Crosby move when they gave Sid to the Penguins. Because also they the were, claim that they just rigged the league, or by the way, for the and Penguins. They, just, they, they easily... Could have just been like, yeah, the Leafs are the, they're terrible, the worst franchise, they're terrible, the biggest franchise in the league. Let's give him the guy that wants to play there from Toronto. Right. No one would, there. no one would have batted an eye. Oh, he didn't want to, he yeah. wanted to go to Edmonton. We saw the picture <laughs> when, he, you know, he's like, oh, he was thrilled. He was thrilled. They, they, has they he smiled since. They, they rigged uh, Al McGinnis shooting a uh, hundred mile an hour slap shot last year in the All Star break. They couldn't rig. <laughs> Mc- uh, McDavid to Toronto. What was going on with the, yeah. the hardest shot contest? I forgot. Last year, that. you remember yeah, that? They I brought do. out Al McGinnis, yeah. who pulled out a wood stick was that last and year? hit it Probably and not. hit it no. as hard as he did when he played. Prime. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One hundred point zero. You did it. But yeah, and we'll, we'll get to see McDavid in blue and white soon enough. Anyway, it's fine. It's all good. All right. Should we throw, and, throw and, it to uh, break for me? Uh, it'll fit in nicely when Matthews leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, ca- the cap's going to be going up by $15 million. They'll be able to afford all of them. Tavares will take the Spezza deal, and then they'll have that down the middle. Matthews That's... is going to go play at ASU in front of 3,500 people. No, he's not going. He's going to go to if, if Vegas or L.A. would be my right. biggest fear. Anyways, be quiet. We're going to break. <laughs> we'll bring back Alan May, Capitals uh, NBC Washington analyst. My former teammate 
and he'll give us uh, everything we need to know on Where's Ovi. After the break, you're listening to Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590, The Fan.